Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 66 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube, at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcast. Leave a review if you'd like. Follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, it's not going to be too long of a recap. We're going to go over the Clippers playing against the Philadelphia 76ers, the best team in the Eastern Conference by record, the return of Glenn Rivers, and one of my personal favorite Clippers of all time, Tobias Harris. And then I'll be talking about the brief um, Aldridge move to the Nets. I want to start out with the Clips, of course. Looking for our fifth win in a row, which we just got. Ecstatic about that. I mean, again... Clipper fans, Dime Dropper fam, you remember I said when we played Charlotte, I said this is going to be a good chance to start a streak. And what have we done? After that Atlanta game, you knew that momentum was going to be taken to another level. And now that's exactly what we've done. Five wins in a row against a very solid Philly team. Of course, no Joel Embiid. But of course, no Ibaka or Patrick Beverly or Rondo, who was in the building tonight. So good to see it. So good to see him standing alongside Patrick Beverly. And just thinking about the possibilities of Patrick Beverly, Marcus Morris Sr., and Rondo on the same team in the playoffs. We're going to have some testy moments, but we started out very slow tonight. The Sixers' defense was good. Paul George was getting locked up. Like, just there was one time where he got blocked from behind in the corner by Matisse Teibel, and he was, you know, getting in the lane, just throwing up floaters that weren't going in. Good defense. And Ben Simmons was guarding Kawhi, and we just didn't want to go to, I just think we were trying not to go to Ben Simmons. In the beginning of the game, and the Sixers were up by 10 because first quarter Tobias, I mean, any Clipper fan knows, first quarter Tobias is lethal. And overall, Tobias just had a great game, but he was in his arsenal in the first quarter. And Tobias is one of those shot makers. He doesn't have a bag like that, but all he needs is a little bit of space, and he can hit jumpers over you all the time. He's extremely efficient. I wanted Tobias Harris, when he was in the Clippers, I used to always say I want him shooting 20 shots a game because he's that efficient. It's only just the mental that he lacks, that confidence, that I'm a really good player. And I think Glenn does a good job of bringing that out of him. And tonight you saw no different. Glenn, or sorry, Tobias with like, it was 11 points in the first quarter. Ben Simmons was hitting some tough shots, jump hooks, and then Shake Milton, shades of last year, coming in and giving him a good impact. They led by 10, but Reggie Jackson, after he started out a bit slow, got a steal on and uh, went for a dunk, and then he hit a three. And it was funny because we it was... 21 to 11, we scored twice, and it was 21 15. One of them was a turnover and Reggie Jackson dunk. And I was thinking to myself, if Glenn like is smart, he'll call a timeout here, but naturally he's not. And then we come back and Reggie hits a three, then we're down three. And ever since then, we started slowly kind of building a momentum. Kawhi started taking it to the basket. There was one point where I think it was actually the basket before the 21 to 15, where Kawhi didn't settle for a three, went right to the rim. And I think we've been just more aggressive trying to get to the rim. And part of the reason that we have been better getting to the rim is one, Terrence Mann. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to keep saying I told you so because it's redundant, but I've been saying it since the glorified Summer League offseason, or since the last offseason, that this guy's a rotation player. 
And he's more than a rotation player. He's becoming an integral piece of this team. Because you know why? Because there's no substitute for hard work and defense. And now, the offensive confidence is coming. To see Terrence, you know, he was thinking about going to the rim. He said, you know what? I got a three in my bag now. Step back, hit a corner three, and the relentlessness to the basket. There was one play, drove baseline in the second half, just threw it down with authority. Terrence, man, Florida State, Lowell, Massachusetts is finest, and he will be on Dime Dropper one day. I guarantee it to the subscribers. I'm not bluffing. We're going to get him on one day. One day, hopefully within the next two years. Hopefully in his tenure with the Clippers. But, man, this guy, front office, Lawrence, Michael Winger, logo, hold on to this guy tight. Hold on to him tight. Do not let it be an SGA situation. You know, I'm so happy we didn't go for a playmaking point guard, honestly, because we did actually. We got a playmaking point guard, but you know what we didn't go for? Our initial need was a guy that can take guys off the bounce. Well, it looks like that guy was sitting on our bench the whole time because that's what Terrence does. He takes guys off the bounce. It's kind of amazing, guys. I'm not saying we're a championship team, but... Man, if we continue this run of health, because again, Paul George got better as the game went on, started hitting that mid-range, started getting to the rim. I'm not going to lie, though, that third quarter was unwatchable. It was because, it was just so many stoppages, so many reviews, but I still like the way we played. I mean, Zubats was, again, fantastic defensively. He was 2-7, didn't shoot as well, but he rebounded. He was a presence down there, and he was good when he was involved in pick and roll. It's funny because he started out guarding Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, sec you know, second half, missed some jump hooks. I mean, it doesn't scare you offensively at all. Tobias had a great game, though. 29 points. Shake Milton had 16 points. Tobias was 13 of 19, so fantastic. Seven rebounds, six assists. Maybe he should have shot even more. I mean, Mike Scott, former Clipper, a, a guy I really liked, too. I loved his time with the Clippers. He only shot threes, and he was back at the rim on a lot of them. I thought we did a good job closing out on most of those. Danny Green, 5 of 10, 17 points. He had a good one. But we did a good job also of not letting Seth Curry kill us tonight. And again, Terrence brings the defensive side of things. You know what he's going to give. Reggie Jackson, working hard. Senior, another solid night. 13 points, 5 of 11, and 3 of 5 from 3. Knocking down his open shots. The Sixers went zone for stretches that second half. And we just did a good job of keep moving, on, keep moving the ball and getting good shots. And for me, the player of the game was Terrence. 29 minutes of play, 23 points, 10 of 12. I thought Batum was really solid as well. He did a little bit of everything like always. 7 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 of 6. But I thought that overall, just a pretty, a fairly comfortable win in the second half, honestly. I just didn't feel like they were threatening, really. And that third quarter was so slow and, you know, stoppages. And we just got off to that quick start to the quarter. And Kawhi was really good. I mean, had his hands in the passing lanes, got in the mid-range area. Kawhi was great. Kawhi was also a shot for player of the game. He finished with 28 points. He was our highest scorer. Four rebounds, four assists, three steals. So, as I said, the passing lanes. Nine of 17 from the field. Only one of five from three, but nine of 11 from the line. Paul George, 24 points. In the end, he had a solid one. Eight of 18 from the field. One of five from three. So, both Kawhi and Paul, one of five from three. From the foul line, though, Paul George got to the line seven times and made all his free throws, so you love to see that. Um, good win. Five in a row, beating Glenn. So satisfactory. I love it. 31-16. and 16, We move on. The Sixers, 32-14. and 14, And the Nets are right on their tail, which brings us to a perfect transition to the move today. Uh, a lot of people were literally freaking out. It's so funny to me. Because, I mean, okay, like it's, it's out of kind of insane that the Nets are just getting everybody. Like, it's literally my team. Um, 
I'm not. I don't really care because again, it has nothing to do with my team, and we're not gonna play the Nets. So, uh, yeah, we'd have to get to the finals, and they'd have to get to the finals. So there's that's just like I'm a Clipper fan. We've never been out of the second round, so I'm not thinking about that garbage. Um, Laker fans naturally are completely ridiculous and think that they're shooing to the finals, even though I still have them as my pick. And they think that, oh, like they're acting like it's so unfair, which is ridiculous because Aldridge is older. He's a good pick and pop guy. I don't understand really why they got him. Like Blake Griffin is there too now, but this is in 2014. So I don't know why everybody's acting like this is so crazy. Only five guys can play at once. Yes, they have a bunch of guys that can get buckets, but come on. He's just a pick and pop guy. And again, they're going to put him in pick and roll. Isn't that one of the reasons that the Spurs got rid of him? Like they're going to put him in pick and roll. Blake Griffin's going to get put in pick and roll. And I think that the best lineup is still Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Harden, and then sometimes substituting Jeff Green or Bruce Brown for DeAndre, depending on personnel. But I really don't think that this move does anything of significance that like changes anything before. It's really just like, guys, the Nets have the most stacked team, but I, I don't know how many, like, if it's Kevin Durant just going to be able to come back and pop in and, and just going to win easily, or is it going to have to get some games together? You know, the Lakers are injured. Are they going to be able to get to the finals without that? And I don't want to hear all this. All Everybody's jumping to the conclusions. Man, if LeBron beats these guys, it's really... Get the f oh, my goodness. This stuff, like, bro, now the Lakers are... No, they've been recruiting Andre Drummond for over a week. So, like, this is just pile on the most talent and just see who wins the battle of the super friends. Like, that shit's garbage. Like, the NBA is just trash. I'm not going to even sugarcoat it, and I don't, so... I just watch it because I love the game of basketball, and I hope in the Clippers. I'm more excited about the Clippers. They can, the Nets and Lakers can have their little ridiculousness going on on the side. I'm worried about what the Clippers are doing because the Nets. This isn't the Warriors. They don't play together that way. They don't move the ball. They don't. They weren't a championship team already. They're not the Warriors. They look great on 2K. They're probably. I mean, they're. Pro, I mean, the favorite to win the championship now. If they don't win the championship, they're complete disgraces. Complete disgraces. And here's the thing. For me, personally, it's a lose-lose. None of them get any respect from me. Um, they do as individuals and as uh, basketball players, but not as all-time greats in any sense for me. Uh, Kevin Durant, this is just, like, the last five years have been just, it's just been ridiculous. Like, just the amount of, I, I again, I don't think it does much, but at the same time, it's like just piling on the assistance. It's like, at one point do you say, okay, it's what we got. We're going to go with it. I understand Sean Marks keep getting better, but, yeah, KD, James Harden, they don't win. They're complete disgraces. It's honestly as bad, if not worse, than the 2011 Heat if they don't win. Um, I think so. I just don't think they put their foot in their mouth like the 2011 Heat. But they're garbage, man. Uh, I hate the Nets. I hate the Lakers. And the Lakers fans crying about it is even funnier. I actually get satisfaction out of it because I would love if the Lakers just lost. I, I, I'm fine with the Nets winning if the Lakers lose because then LeBron, again, gets a beat by his own philosophy, stacking the deck. And you know that's what he wants to do. So, And this is not an unfair team, so this is not the Warriors. Don't give me that Warriors stuff. Don't give me that Warriors stuff. So LeBron and AD, we'll see what they do. They got to come back. Uh, it's not a big deal to Aldridge. We'll see how this goes. Doesn't change much to me. It's just another fifteen a pick and pop guy. At the end of the day, I still got the Lakers as my favorite, just because I'm not betting against LeBron and AD in a playoff series. And I think that the Lakers, realistically, especially if they get Drummond, uh, that's three guys. I mean, AD when he wants to can dominate on the inside when he wants to. LeBron, you know he can get to the rim. You're gonna need to throw several defenders at him. He's a He's a one-man shot creator, and um, who's the other guy? And then Drummond, if he comes, can bang on the inside. So we'll see. But um, first of all, it was never a rule set in stone that you needed to have the same amount of all-stars as another team to beat them. That's never been the case. So if you have a great combination, 
of two superstars and a great supporting cast, which is, I think, what the Lakers have, and more chemistry and the best player in the series, right? LeBron James, or in many guys' eyes that are trying to push this narrative, the best player ever. I don't even hear the fucking excuses if they're healthy. Same with Anthony Davis. Same goes for him. It's not just LeBron, Anthony Davis. So, anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Screw the Nets. Screw the Lakers. I hope they both lose. It would be one of the greatest nights in Dime Dropper history if they both didn't make the finals. However, I doubt it. I think one will get there at least. And, man, I will be having a field day no matter what. Even if the Clippers lose, I don't care. It's just as far as a basketball fan, we want to see the Lakers lose and we want to see the Nets lose because the Lakers are the evil empire. They have always have been. They always will be. And, again, for me, it's not about that. Uh, the Lakers, it's really just I just want to see LeBron lose because his fans are ridiculous and the media just is ridiculous. And the fans of the Lakers tortured the Clippers last year when we lost, so I want to torture them, and I will if they lose. However, I still got the Lakers as my pick. I still think that they are the best equipped. I still think that I wouldn't bet against LeBron and AD healthy in a playoff series. But the Nets can suck it because they think this is Monopoly and they just build a team like this, and it's just it's not impressive at all. So the NBA is just a clown convention. Uh, that's been established. Uh, I'm just doing this because I love the game. Anyway, that's it for me tonight, guys. Ten minutes short. Uh, Let's go to the live subscribers. Super Chats are turned on.